of it. Still fights out of it. Now throws it deep downfield. Tyree, who makes the catch. At the 23-yard line. What a play by Manning. And what a catch by Tyree. Manning airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. Welcome to Catch the Moment. I'm your host, David Tyree. We are back. Hey, guess what, y'all? You're gonna have to deal with this. You're gonna have to deal with just me today. We are bad. We are in the building. We are about to get some great things done. But it's just yours truly. Yes, I got a little excess on, right? I got a little excess on. I got the hat. But big shout to Tom Cruise. I'm in my Maverick. You know, this is this is the moment right now. If you haven't seen Top Gun Maverick, I don't care how old you are, you know, just just find find a ride the wave and get on the glory, man. So, you know, I know it's a little bit much. I guess I'll come out of my costume, but I'm feeling really, really energetic, and I want to deliver you guys some value, some wisdom. Well, obviously, everybody knows a little bit about the background, football, sports, right? Life, leadership. Listen, I got. I'm a father of seven kids. There's never a day in my life that isn't like just turbulent, right? So I'm going to talk to you guys today about the topic of transition. I, I'll come on. All right, I did, I did, I did a little too much. You know, I had the mirror, the mirror shades and everything going on. And, and I know I'm not the ugliest guy, so I can't be that insulting by coming out my, 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 my little costume beard. So I am going to talk to you guys about transition today. Let's get into it. I really want to talk about well, what is transition, right? It's something that we all experience all throughout our life. But it's always a topic that must be considered and explored because of how transition uh, comes about, right? And, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm, a, I said, I'm not just talking. I guess I'm going to share with you guys and teach a little bit, right? So let's just define a simple definition of transition, right? Because I kind of have to start with what do words actually mean, right? Well, you know, I know we like to change words a lot, but let's go back to what transition means. It's movement, passage, change from one position, a state, a stage, a subject, right? It's this idea of moving, passage. It's the, the idea of progress. And when I think about movement, I always think about the fact that if something's moving, it's usually an indicator that it's alive, right? So. The first thing I really want to bring to our attention is if we are in transition at any point or stage and we recognize it, then it's usually indicated that you're alive, that there's a, a destination that we all want to get to in life and we're on our way to making some kind of progress. Some of it is forced and some of it is a decision, right? So I guess the way I'm going to break a little bit of this chat now is give you some of my experience. Um, but also help you to recognize transition. Some of us, because we like the state of our lives, we like the state of comfort, that we are creatures, humans are creatures of comfort. And once we've attained the space of stability, which every right human heart should desire, like I said, you know, there's a lot of different elements or experiences that I've had at my right age of 42. I feel like I'm hitting my prime. I'm still in pretty decent shape. Y'all don't hate on me. But um so let's get into this. First thing I want to talk about in transition is really just assessing your situation, assessing your situation. So we're not when I'm talking about transition, it's about okay, where where am I, right? Like where am I? And 
you know, so it could be job transition, right? I want to just, what kind of different transition? It could be career transition. It could be family transition. It could be you moved into a new community, a new state, a new area, right? There's adjustments that are, that are, that are being made. It could be a, a new child was born, right? It could be maybe there was a passing of a significant member of your, you know, of your life, of your family, right? These are all experiences that happen every single day that we encounter and maybe one of these decisions or one of these life happenings, right? Because some, some, things, we're, 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 some things are choices that we all have, but there's also a good amount of experiences that just happen to us, right? And those are the ones that usually catch us off, off, off kilter a little bit. The ones that just kind of happen to us and we're, we might not be as prepared as we like. How do we navigate? So back to assessing your situation. Do you look at it like it's a good thing or a bad thing, right? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, as, a, as an athlete, as a young person, you're able to, to really find something that really interests you, right? Most people who are involved in athletics, especially at the collegiate level, they've gotten good at something. They've gotten good at something. It's usually an interest. It's usually something that they recognize was a love, a passion that they could pursue. Athletics provides this unique, uh, you know, opportunity for you as a young person, typically, especially in our society today, to get good at something quick, to develop skills, to develop passion, to be cooperative. And my, I'll be honest with you, my transition uh, from high school to college was was probably the biggest transition as an athlete, meaning, okay, when I'm in, in, in direct correlation to, to um, you know, the, the speed of football, the intensity of it. High school to college was a doozy, right? Change of environment from New Jersey to upstate New York. Syracuse, New York, lots of snow, way more than Jersey. So those are some of the things. You're assessing your situation. Where are you? Who are the people that are for you? And we'll get into that. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? How do we determine whether it's good? Most times, we actually look at good based on what we're comfortable with. And so, you know, what we actually like ourselves, what we prefer. And that's not always the best indicator because adversity is actually what tends to shape our character. And it's usually the difficulties where we're pressed, the pressure cookers that develops it refines us as humans. So that's the first question you want to begin to ask. Is this, do I perceive this as a good thing? And usually if you kind of like have set yourself up maybe in a career and, or you got drafted as a professional or you know, you've graduated and you've just taken a job, that's a transition that you're usually excited about. Whereas others, where you weren't prepared to be laid off, those are things that we may perceive as bad. Are you responsible for being in this transition, right? Um, like I said, Recently, up until 2020, my contract was up with the New York Football Giants. I fully expected to be renewed. Man, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do. I'm pretty good at being in a position of serving people. Man, I love people. I mean, listen, I had seven kids. I mean, like everybody in this day and age, they, they, they understand the torment that comes with children. I'm a glutton for punishment, right? I'm also a glutton for love too. So I, I love being in position to serve people. I have a greater measure of capacity, understanding, understanding people, what their needs might be. So back in 2020, when I with the New York Football Giants as a director of player engagement, they, they chose not to renew my contract. I had to ask myself, what more 
could I have done to be in position for that renewal? Now, listen, some things are out of your control. We don't want to overthink it, but we do want to consider, am I responsible for being in this situation, right? We're assessing the situation. Good, bad, am I responsible? Did it, did it, was it unexpected, right? So in, in, my, in my case, it wasn't completely unexpected. And when I say in my case, I was a director of player engagement for the New York Football Giants for six years, 2014 to 2020. Um, like I said, it was a great role being in position to onboard, uh, you know, rookies in the National Football League to service the entire roster, help these guys get acclimated on the field, how to dominate their now and prepare for their next. It was a fulfilling role. So when, it, when, when, it, when I moved on, you know, was it unexpected? It wasn't completely unexpected. I could see some things. I could perceive that some of the change that was moving forward, there was the possibility. So I had some preparation. When, when situations fall upon us that we're unprepared for, right? And where we experience the most disappointment, where we have an expectation that wasn't met, right? Where you have an expectation that was not met. That's where disappointment comes in, right? So um, they really, in light of this situation, was I prepared, right? And what were the areas of my life in relation to this transition that were affected? Well, like I said, when I have random conversations with, with people, uh, associates, people, as, they're getting, as I'm getting to share my story, when, when, you're, when you have a large family like I do, when you're in a position of leading people, influencing people like, like, like I'm in position, I say my life is a little bit like an ocean liner, right? I'm not a speedboat. It takes a little bit more to navigate this transition because I'm considering other people. So what are the areas of your life? Did it affect your finances? Did it affect the, the state of your, you know, your, your, your welfare in relation to your home? How do you able to provide and service those, those valuable entities that you may be leading responsible or influencing? So when I'm talking about assessing the situation, those are a few questions that you could ask yourself, right? And it'll, it'll begin to, okay, this is where I am, right? Uh, you know, here's a little bit of the role that I play. And like I said, of course, we're never the soul, right? There's always other people involved, but we want to adopt the ownership mindset, even as we find ourselves in the middle of a transition, uh, whether it's a career transition, like I said, whether it's, uh, something that happened to us in relation to a, an experience in our, in our family dynamic. Um, you know, this, this happens all the way around. Life, where there's life, there's movement, right? And ultimately, we want to grow through our transitions. So that's what some of this conversation is about. The next place I want to address as we consider transitioning, right? It's who are the major players on your team? I want you to look at your life Look at your business, look at your career, look at uh, your pursuit um, athletically, perhaps. And you have to ask yourself, right? And we're at the stage where everybody has a personal brand. We're, we're in the stage where everybody, even approaching their careers, are understanding their value a little better. And that's, that's some of the most exciting experience for me because as an athlete coming into the National Football League in 2003, this wasn't information that we were privy to. We understood that we had influence, but we didn't know how to handle our business. Well, now we're seeing collegiate athletes uh, with NIL contracts. They're, 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 they're coming into thousands and even millions of dollars because of the value that they're bringing to their universities by way of their gifts and skill sets. 
So I want you to look at your life, no matter what stage you're at, whether you're a young person, of course you have to have skills, right? We have to position yourself to deliver value in some way if we're going to recognize these things. But getting back to the, the point I'm talking about right now, who are the major players on your team? So think of your team, think of your business, think of your skill set, think of your value situation, okay? Obviously, we all have a family, you know, in some way. Maybe some of us have super strong families, maybe most, like most of us, we have some Adam's family going on. We have some, <laughs> we have some, you know, there was a show many, many moons ago called Brady Bunch. You know, even Brady Bunch, they were a mixed family. Um, and that brings forth many challenges, but they are a family and their natural relationships that we have access to that usually brings a support system. So you have to think about who are the major players on your team? Why is this so important? Because nothing great happens by yourself. I want you to really consider this. There's no one who has done anything great that has accomplished it all by themselves. So here with Catch the Moment, I'm positioning you to get great done. As we're going through some of these questions, as you're, as you're assessing your situation, you have to think about who are the people that are for you, right? We have advocates and we have adversaries. We have people that are, you know, the work like to call them haters. Haters want to hate, balls want to ball, right? So sing your song, whatever it is. And I know that was an R. Kelly song, but you know, get over it. His catalog is deep. He's a cruel, disgusting, vile human being, but he gives you some good bars. So consider who's your family. Maybe they're mentors. Maybe they're leaders, right? They're leaders in your life. People that you have chosen, people that you have pursued, that are going to be able to give you the proper counsel, guidance, instruction, information that will position you to navigate this transition. Right? There's, there's the obvious, right? We're some total of the people, right? The five closest people, I've heard it said that way. We are a sum total of the five closest people in our life. Well, I want you to intentionally consider who those five people might be that you're spending the lion's share of your time with. I want you to consider who are the people you communicate with at your workplace. Who are the, people, who are the teammates that you are in cohorts with? What kind of value do they have? What kind of upbringing do they have? What kind of, you know, how you position yourself in the middle of a transition to, to actually pull from some of that, some of those resources? Because it's stable people, right? It's having, a, 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 I would say, you know, a group of stable people that will best allow us to navigate some of the twists and turns that come with transition. Let's just be honest, right? So here's my moment of honesty. When I transitioned from the National Football League, it was 2010. So that was a moment where in my mind, I was totally prepared. I was totally prepared for it. Here I am, I'm in seven seasons, I've won a national, I've won a, won a Super Bowl 42. I've been a pro bowler. I've been all pro as a special teams player. I have been an NFL special teams rookie of the year. I, I was in a position to rack up so a few things. And I actually did the lion's share that in five years. The, the last two years were injury and a swan song season, right? So at that point, I just knew that it was time to move on. And what I didn't know was something that was, was vitally important. I had a great sense of identity. So here's, this is gonna move me into a major, major point. 
I had a firm sense of who I was and, and who were genuinely for me. And what I didn't know was what else was I good at? What else was I good at? So that is what created some of the insecurities, the doubts. Uh, you know, I had a job, so that was fantastic. You know, I was able to secure some income transitioning out, but going from making a million dollars a year to a hundred thousand dollars a year is a big whop in your in your experience financially. So I'm giving you a little bit of that scenario to set the stage for why people are so important because it's gonna be your wife, it's gonna be your mother, it's gonna be that best friend that you that, that knows who you are, where maybe that next employer, maybe that that entrepreneur whatever that you're that you're transitioning into is throwing those waves, those blows, and your self-talk is getting deflated. Your self-talk is getting deflated. So we have to identify who are the advocates, who are the adversaries. And listen, let's just be honest, right? Everybody has people that are not gonna be for them. And that's okay. We don't have to be completely consumed and giving too much attention to the people who are for us. It's like people in your Instagram comments, right? They just don't fit in what you say. And that's where you're able to make clear decisions moving forward. So that's important. First, we're assessing our situation, then we're identifying the major players on our team. Here's the, here's the, here's the biggest hook, is your character will be the strongest indicator of fulfillment in the midst of a transition. Your character will be the strongest indicator of fulfillment in the midst of a transition. I had to say that twice because it's not the strongest indicator of success, right? There's tons of wonderful human beings on earth that might not be finding as much success. So, but what they have is a great sense of well-being, stability and identity, and, and discipline that will carry them through in the midst of that transition. So what is your character? What is your character comprised of? And I'm just gonna give a quick overview, drop a few more nuggets, and we'll sum, we'll sum this up. I break character down into four different components, right? The first one is your value system. What do you believe in how we line up, right? Because I believe that everyone actually lives according to what they believe. But your value system is typically a system of beliefs or principles that give us guidance, that give us guidance. But I know, regardless of what someone says they believe, everybody is living what they believe. It's kind of like sitting in a chair. You don't, if you don't think it's gonna, you know, we see them wobbling these shares. You don't sit in it if you feel like this, you know, we're, you know, the beast shares that's gonna rip up the nylon. Yeah, you don't sit in that stuff. You want something that's stable. So you live according to your, so your values are primarily what make that up. The second component is discipline, right? Our ability to manage our desires, right? Meaning, okay, here's my capacity to self-control. And I want you to look at discipline as like guardrails. And it, and it does hit every area of our life. So that's the second component, our discipline, our, our ability to temper ourselves, control ourselves. The third component is the most vital, I believe, within the conversation of transition, it, it's your identity. Do, do you have a true understanding or sense of self, who you are? What you're, you know, you know like, it, 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 what, what I like to really acknowledge about identity, if, if, you're, if, if your identity is tied to something that can be taken away from you, you're already 
on, 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 on unstable ground, right? So that's the third component. You have values, discipline, and identity. The fourth component is emotional security, or excuse me, not emotional security, emotional stability. We're humans. We are emotional beings. And our ability to manage our emotions is really going to be something that establishes who we are as people. So our character is the strongest indicator of fulfillment and our ability to mature in all of these areas is really what is going to determine that place of peace as you're pursuing your purpose, right? So when we're in the middle of a transition, everybody's trying to get somewhere. That's, that's the why question, right? Why am I here? Where am I going, right? And I think what anchors that is your person. Peace, right, is the absence of conflict. Right, I want you to, you know, because I believe that every human being on earth is looking for peace and purpose. That's it. It's like at the end of the day, it's it, that's the simplicity. That's what it's stripped down to. Having some peace of mind and some purpose, a sense of mission as I'm moving forward in my experience, in my life. So your character and our ability to come to terms with self is a large component of fulfillment. So now that we've kind of got a general construct, I've already outlined those four pillars of what character really, really is, right? That's kind of something that I've, big shout to uh, Tim, Tim Elmore, growing leaders, uh, you know, definitely mind that out of his wheelhouse, but I think that's just fair. I mean, like when you look at humans and some of, some of the complexities, everything that we find is typically under those wheelhouses of within those four pillars of character. So the one I really want to focus on in, in relation to transition is identity. People ask, well, how was it transitioning from the NFL? Well, that's, that was it, was, it was well for me because although, as I acknowledged earlier, I couldn't, I didn't have the preparation to, to truly identify what I was firmly interested in outside of football, I did have the job secured. So I was like, okay, I'm walking into at least a paycheck so I could figure this thing out. And I understood that my identity, for me purposely, my identity is in Christ, right? So I know everybody finds themselves in different things. But I think when we wanna like take a deep dive in identity, you have to remove what you do from that. Identity is obviously who you are, right? And so sometimes I understand what people are trying to say. You know, you have some of the best players in every sport. And they say, oh man, football, this is what I'm born to do, right? This is what I'm born to do. And it's a dangerous statement with the more we actually believe, right? Whatever you say that you are is what you are, right? So when you say, I am a, I am a football player, well, until you're not, right? Like, I am the VP of sales at Google, until you're not. And so, the, you know, the issue with the, the I am statements is they're firm declarations and the more that we believe in all of those things, if there's anything that we say that we are that can be stripped away from us, we're setting ourselves up for a good measure of instability. So if I had all of my identity in being a football player, my transition, the greater, the greater reality and what most of my, my teammates we all experience a little bit of death, right? So we're not gonna, I'm not gonna be dishonest and say that I didn't miss the locker room. I didn't miss, uh, you know, scoring a touchdown. It wasn't having a touchdown, but they score a few. Uh, but I'm not gonna say I didn't miss any of those things. So there is a death to something, but my identity was already removed 
in a way where I was more confident in being the son of Jesse Tyree, the husband to Leona Tyree. I was, you know, a, a, a child of God. The things that were eternal and lasting, it couldn't be taken away from. I probably repositioned along the way as I was growing and began to understand some of those things. So I want you to take the identity part of your transition and really give that a greater measure of consideration, all right? What was my superpower? That I would say one of the greatest things that everyone will have to begin to build up, right? And emotional intelligence is just one of the favorite, one of my favorite conversations. And primarily because looking back and assessing myself honestly, even as a player, I think the biggest superpower I had along the way was my self-awareness, right? Because, you know, I would get drafted to the NFL in 2003 and the New York football giants, they go out of their way, <laughs> but they were just being honest, right? We drafted this kid as a special teams player, right? And it was, it needed to be said because, you know, why are you drafting this random kid out of Syracuse who, who doesn't have a massive statue? I think I was good enough to play as a wide receiver. I proved that. But ultimately, what I stuck out was special teams. Well, no one goes to Division I college to play special teams, run down on kickoff and block punts. Oh, man. What was that about? Well, that was about recognizing I found more value in contributing to a team. I found more value. I could, like, you know, everybody might have to wait their turn or, you know, you're competing and you're trying to position yourself to do what you do best. But my mentality as, a, as an athlete, as a football player, as a human was, I'm not built for the sidelines. How am I going to contribute to this stat sheet? How am I going to get some shine up in here? You know what I'm saying? How am I going to find a way that, that David Tyree's name, they're going to know that I left an impact? And that's just the way I was wired. And I understood that if I was going to contribute, I'd run down on kickoff and nail somebody. So it was my, you know, it was a, it was a sense of, I guess you, it wasn't like this real deep humility, but I just realized I had to make a pivot. It wasn't, it wasn't about doing things my way. Had some awareness. So in that mindset positioned me to be drafted in the National Football League, something that I didn't even dream of as a young kid. It wasn't until I had my oldest son in college that I thought about the National Football League. Self-awareness requires you to remove yourself as the primary evaluator, right? Everybody evaluates themselves. I'm asking you guys in light of your transition to take inventory, right? But you can't be the sole evaluator of your process, of who you are as an individual, right? There's this idea, and I think we see it in, in, in court, we need witnesses to affirm truths, right? So position those, those players on your team to be a voice in your life when, you talk, when they're evaluating you, your situation, your goals, and where you really want to go. Having self-awareness, what, what are people saying about you? What are people saying about your, the way that you respond to adversity, right? How have you taken those assessments? Do you fight back? Do you resist? I've had to work my way through tons and years and years of pride, right? And not like arrogance, pride, defensive pride, right? No one is trying to be wrong. No one's, everybody's trying to figure it out and find their way. But are you gonna listen when you're positioned with the people we're trying to give you the insight that you might need. That's about self-awareness. Learning who you are and better posturing yourself and positioning yourself to get to where you want to go in the midst of this transition. 
This will be immensely valuable. Your, the identity and the self-awareness. The identity and the self-awareness. I want to give you a few tools as we, you know, as we, as we get, these are some, some, some virtue tools, right? So you, you have to build your life from the inside out. You have to build your life from the inside out. If you're going to get to the place that you want to go and reach those goals, have those measures of success, you have to build your life from the inside out. Because there will be decisions that you are commandeering and you're going to need to own up to. And there's going to be factors in your environment, in your workplace, people who are positioned around or maybe even responsible for being gatekeepers along the way for your success that you can't control. So you have to be able to weather both realities. So here's some, I call it your, you know, your transition toolkit. Here's what you're gonna need. You're gonna need some humility. You're gonna need some humility. And the simplest definition of humility is to be teachable, right? And you know, another, another simple way I've heard people, because humility is not as easily accessible as we would like to believe. <laughs> and, but it's, it, 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 it is probably the, 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 the most valuable virtue. It doesn't mean to be soft. There ain't nothing soft about this one here. But I've learned humility. It can be learned. And, you know, it's obviously another element of humility is to think of yourself less, not to think less of yourself. So humility is the first one I want to equip you with. You know, in the midst of a tra transition, I want you to consider being pliable. What is pliable? It means to be flexible. You know, you might find yourself in a new work environment and things aren't the same. Systems aren't the same. Processes aren't the same. You want to be pliable. You, and I'm not talking about gullible pliable, right? I'm talking about flexible. And, and it's a little bit different from the next thing I want to put in your toolkit, which is adaptable. Right, so have some measure of adaptability, right? We want to learn how to, to, you know, how would I say this, guys, is adaptability and the difference what I find between pliability and adaptability is to be able to transform or meet the need is to be adaptable. Can you meet the need in the environment? Can you match emotions in, in the environment? Can you match the tempo of the environment? Maybe you move slow, but can you adapt and move a little faster. Pliability is about being flexible, so not being so rigid in your beliefs, your processes. So there are two separate things that will really serve you well in the midst of a transition. Fourth thing I want to equip you with is in curiosity. Anytime you're in the midst of a transition, allow it to be a, a place where you're discovering just as much as you're looking to plant the flag and be established. So have some curiosity as you're discovering more about yourself, discovering more about this new environment, this new opportunity, this new job, wherever it might be, have the curiosity. Those are four things. There's obviously more that will serve you well in the midst of a transition. I've, I've kind of tapered a few different elements and scattered a few different elements of my transition. I still consider myself. Y'all vibing with me here and catch the moment. We're only a few episodes deep, but you see I'm already knee deep with this Maverick flow and I'm set up to win. I'm the top gun as we're moving forward in this transition because I believe I have an amazing team around me and we have a vision to get where we're going. So that's what we got for today. Some notes on transition. I hope you can take that, bag it up, position yourself to win big and get great done. I'm gonna say that again. Back that up, 
position yourself to win big and get great done. I want to thank you guys for listening in. Rocking with me for 30 minutes here. We'll catch the moment podcast. Make sure y'all spread the good word and I'll catch up with you next time. 